Welcome to the Mum Boss Podcast, hosted by me, Renee O'Neill. I'm your host, life and business coach for mums, and a mum of two myself. I'm here to help you be the present mum you're wanting to be, whilst also having a successful business, because you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You have come to the right place if you're a mum who dreams of time and financial freedom and wants to be fulfilled in life alongside motherhood. This podcast is a place where you can come to be inspired and empowered whilst also getting tangible tips, advice and strategies to help you in your life and business. So let's dive in. So today on the Mum Boss Podcast, I have a very special guest, which I'm very excited to introduce you to. So Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's so good to be here with you today. Uh, I'm so excited to have you. It's been a little bit long awaited. We've I've had to um, reschedule this before. So I'm excited that we're finally sitting down to record this together. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'd love for you to introduce yourself and share a little bit about what it is that you do. So my name's Laura. Um, I'm based in the UK. So a very long way from where you are, Renee. Um, and I... Um, the business kind of title I've given myself is the Dream Transition Mentor. So uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that I help principally women, but I'm not averse to working with men, but principally women who dream of creating a different life for themselves. They dream of perhaps working for themselves. They dream of having freedom in their lives, maybe to spend more time with their kids or their partner or just having that flexibility that doesn't really exist when you work in a conventional nine to five um, setup. I help women like that who dream of that, but who are allowing all of those kind of mindset gremlins and you know horrible thoughts to come in, like who am I to do this? I'm, I couldn't possibly do that. I haven't got the confidence. I won't make any money. Is it secure? You know all of those things, and I think it's. So often we want to do these things, but we allow these these negative thoughts to hold us back. And it's just such a shame because really they're just thoughts. They're not facts, they're just thoughts. Mm, I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you and I are very aligned with our mission and what it is that we're here to do. So hence why I'm very excited to have you here. So what led you to become a dream transition mentor so you know often in the coaching world you the the niche that you sit in you know and your niche evolves over time right but the niche that you are in is often um a representation of an earlier version of you so for me i had a bit of a moment what, what year are we in now 2022 so in 2019 so in about March, April 2019, I had this kind of epiphany where I thought that I might get made redundant. And I thought the company that I was working for would get sold. And then I thought, well, if they sell, they'd probably make me redundant. You know, the company would be absorbed into a bigger company. God, what am I going to do if I get made redundant? You know, because it was a great job and I loved working for the company. You know, what will I do then? And I had this, just this thought that came completely for me when I honestly really left field, didn't, 
I'd never ever thought this before, but I thought, I'm not gonna work for anybody else, I'm gonna work for myself. And I was actually really surprised because like I said, I, I've got lots of friends who work for themselves, but perhaps in more conventional businesses like construction or um, perhaps they run a shop or, you know, something kind of more, not bricks and mortar, but more, I don't know, more tangible. Um, do you see what I mean? Like a, a more conventional business. And I'd, I'd watched them and understood that, you know, when you work for yourself, it's really all consuming and you never get a break and you never take any time off and you can never stop thinking about it. And I thought, oh, no, you know, I always used to think, oh, that's not for me. So when I had this thought that, oh, I could work for myself, I thought, oh, my God, like, where on earth did that come from? That's never crossed my mind before. But it was a bit like I kind of lifted the lid off the box, right? Then I was like, oh, yeah, and I couldn't shut the lid again. I thought, yeah, no, that's really that's what I want to do. I want to explore it. So I just started thinking about what that would look like. And um, I think back then I was probably about 5% sure that I could do it and 95% sure I couldn't. So 5%, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I could do this. You know, I've got some skills, I've got some talents, I've got some expertise. And, and then the rest of it was like, no, who are you to do that? You can't do that. And it was kind of played out really when I, I, I told some people that I wanted to do it and the reaction was, why would you want to do that? You must be mad. That's really unstable. You'll always be worrying about it. You will never have a stable income. What about all the great benefits you've got? Because I had a good job, right? So I had like company car, pension, private healthcare, great perks, worked for a pub company. So great discount and the pub was in my town. So, you know, like lovely food and drink. And, you know, it was a great company to work for. Why would you want to leave that? So, because I don't want to do that anymore. Nothing about them. They're a fantastic company. And I still do some freelance work for them. But I just don't want to do that anymore. I'm at a stage in my life where I want to do something different. And I think that at the beginning, when you think that you want to do something like that, you if you share it with the wrong people, they could, and I, when I say wrong, I mean the people that don't understand, it's not those people are wrong, but that, you know, if they don't understand, they can really quickly derail you and say, oh, you won't be able to do that. And you go, oh, yeah, no, you're right. I won't be able to do that. And that's the end of it. And it'd be so sad because you absolutely can do it, but you need to have the right people around you who can support you at the beginning until you're confident in what you want to do. Then you can tell people because you're confident about it. But at the beginning, when you're not sure, that's when I think people can really quickly get under your skin and, and kind of keep you in the spot that you're already in. So, um, so yeah, I guess it was my own experience, my own feeling about that, this kind of epiphany where I thought I, I want to give it a try. And over the year, so it took me a year from the thought to actually leaving my job was a year and I was really busy in that year because I did a couple of business um like kind of strategy programs I didn't understand how to run a business so I uh, learned quite a lot about that and I did a master's level in coaching I'd been coaching for years but I wanted to get a formal qualification um because I think that coaching will become regulated so and I think it probably should so I wanted to make sure that I had that so I did all of that alongside my job and uh, alongside being a mum and, you know, it was, it was quite mad. And then, and then left my company just as the pandemic hit. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I know, I know. But it was one of those things. It was like when, uh, when the pandemic started and they started going into lockdown, um, it was like, oh, oh, okay. So I've just given up a stable job 
for a really you know and obviously at the beginning none of us knew how long the like lockdowns were going to go on for right you know we thought it was like three weeks the kids were quite excited about being off school and then it just went on and on and on but um and actually one of my friends said go back to your go back to your boss and beg for your job back you know beg for it because and I said no I'm not going to I'm I'm, I'm you know I was so far forward in my decision and in my in my confidence and in myself, I just said, no, I'm going to, I've decided I'm going to go. So I went. And the rest is history. That is amazing. I love that you, from this epiphany that you had, you've changed the whole path for yourself. And now look at where you are. I guess in, in you sharing that, it makes me wonder when you were at that stage where you were 5%, you know, sure that you could do it and 95% sure that you couldn't, what was the things that helped you start building that trust you needed to have in yourself to, you know, take the steps towards this dream that you wanted to create? So there's a couple of things. So one, I'm really keen on getting stuff out of your head and onto paper. And I'm not very good at journaling and stuff like that, but I'm really good at kind of writing lists, brainstorming, getting stuff down on paper and then kind of shaping it. So I basically kind of got everything out of my brain down into a notebook so then I could start to see, okay, what I, what do I think I can actually do? Because I'm quite good at quite a lot of things. So, you know, and I, I used to work in learning and development. So at the beginning I was, you know, I was wildly um, unrealistic about what I could do. I was like, oh, I could do this and I could do this and this and this and this remembering I'm just one person just with the same number of hours in a day and like you know it's completely unrealistic but um so that started to help me to shape what I could do okay so if I did do this these are the you know these are the skills this is what I'm good at this is what I think I'd like to do like how how would that come together how could I present that but also and this probably came to me a bit later what would I enjoy because actually if you're going to go out and work for yourself don't just create a job for yourself that you don't really enjoy. If you've got the opportunity to do anything, make sure the thing that you're doing is the thing that you like. So the thing that you want to spend time doing. So definitely I find getting stuff out of your head. The more that you just keep things inside your brain, it just goes round and round and round. And it's just that kind of like loop, you know, like a tape, an old fashioned tape saying, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. And then if you get it on paper and look at it, you go, do you know what? Maybe I can. Um, so that's really that was really important to me at the beginning. Um, finding like-minded people who had been on the same journey is really helpful. So whether they are also at the start, or whether they're further on, or whether they're more successful, you know, they could be like two, three, four, five years down the down the line. Doesn't matter. But actually, connecting in with people who have been in that position, have taken that leap themselves, and are successful. And some and not always successful. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I think you need you you don't need people to say, yeah, it's really easy. I just did this, this, and this. You need people who are going to be open about some of the struggles, some of the difficulties, some of the challenges, but then also how they got over that. Because you wouldn't want to join you wouldn't want to be in a community where everybody went, Yeah, it's really hard and I'm it's terrible. Because you think, oh no, I don't want to do that. But you want to be amongst people who go, Yeah, this I faced this, this was challenging, but here's how I got over it. So I think, um, so getting stuff out of my head, finding like-minded people, and I think certainly at the beginning, and that's where 
um, the Dream Life Academy, my uh, mindset coaching program and community that I've that I run comes in is you need some structure around what you're doing at the beginning, but then you need that community support. So it's I think it's a two pronged thing. Mm. Just having the thing on its own is is you know like having a program or you know doing like a group coaching program or something like that or a strategy is great. But I think you need the ongoing connection in with those people to kind of reassure and to support and. And I guess to be, it's really useful to have a place to share things that you perhaps wouldn't share with your partner or your friends because you're frightened of them saying, see, I told you it wouldn't work. You want to share it with people who go, oh, oh yeah, no, that totally happened to me. And this is how I managed it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think the community aspect and having the right people surrounding you makes, oh, I can't even explain the difference because- Mm. So many women I talk to who have online businesses in particular, we do often feel very isolated and alone because quite often our close family and friends circle around us. No one else is doing what we're doing. So we're already, you know, the lone ranger on our own. And so we, we often can't really go to friends and family and share a lot of what we're doing because they simply don't understand. And, you know, having a community you can go to to share the struggles that you're having, knowing other people have faced them, overcome them, as you said, but then also to witness and see people succeeding in the path that you're wanting to and what you're wanting to create for yourself is so inspiring and it helps fuel your fire to keep going because as you and I both know, entrepreneurship is is a journey and there are highs and there are lows, there are ebbs, it flows, you know, there are, so many things and in those down moments those lows where it's feeling all too hard we need people to help anchor us back up and you know help us push through so the community is a huge part and I love that you've incorporated that in your business for your clients as well I think as as, I think as well that one of the things I'm always really clear about is people just don't understand and I'm not they're not being awful about other people they just don't get it and that's fine because your friends family loved ones partner will do things that you don't understand and that's fine too so it's not a criticism of those people but you know at the beginning I think I would talk to friends about you know certain things that I was doing in the business and now I just don't even I just don't even say anything I don't because I don't get the I don't get the response that I'm looking for and I and they can't they're not in my shoes, so it's different. Whereas um, I'm in a community, a money mindset community, and you know you can go in there and say something about, well, this is really bothering me for this, that, and the other. And what I love about that is you don't get, sometimes people want to fix things. They want to tell you what you should do, particularly husbands. They want to tell you like how you should fix things. <laughs> um, I've got a wonderful husband, but um, you know sometimes they want to fix things for you. And I think what's great about community is you could say, "Hey, I'm feeling this. What what are you thinking?" And you'll get a, like a really wide range of responses. Some you won't like, but it doesn't matter because actually you're getting a really interesting selection of responses, advice, support, suggestions. And I find that that sense of community so enriching. Yeah, sometimes we just need to be heard and seen, don't we? We don't always yeah. need a a solution given to us. We just need to share and open up with how we're feeling and just know that someone else understands and gets us, you know. It's just yeah. feeling like we are understood. So I guess 
for the person who's listening who is very new to business or at that, they're at that startup phase, what are the biggest things that you could offer for them moving forward? You know, they're at that stage where they've just started. I'm sure they might feel like giving up already because they're like, wow, this is a lot more than I was expecting because I know for me yep. my journey when I started, I was like, you know, this is going to be great. And then I realized the depth of what's involved and was like, whoa, this is so much more than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I guess what are the tangible things that you can offer that person to, you know, make sure that they're putting into their business, I guess, the foundation pieces? So um, all my work is based on my dream transition method, which is getting you really connected with all of that real mindset piece at the start. So even if you've already started your business, it's fine because actually, you know, connecting in with that, even if you're, you know, in the early years of your business, it doesn't make any difference. If you haven't done that piece, I think it's really important that you do it because ultimately in life, we only do things because we get a kickback from it. We get we get something from it. Every single thing you do, you do because you get something from it. But we forget that in day-to-day -day life. We just go about doing things in quite a kind of robotic and um, kind of systematic way. We forget that. When you're going to step outside of your the like the, your comfort zone of, of like your status quo, when you're going to step outside that and do something different, you have to understand what you're going to get from that. Otherwise, when the going gets tough, you'll just say, like you just said, oh, this is really hard. I'm not going to do it. Like, oh, God, tried that. Uh -uh, didn't like it. You've got to understand what you're going to get from it. And the, the way I describe that is your magic. So what magic will you get from that? What will it give you? So the magic that I get from running my own business is I get the four F. So I get freedom. So to, to decide who I work with, what work I do, when I do it, you know, everything about that because it's down to me. Flow, so flow as in, I don't have work Laura and home Laura, I have Laura and she has one wardrobe, not two wardrobes. She has that flow, you know, so I just said to you about to dash over and pick up my son really early with wet hair before I did this call. Then I come in to do, I'm in my office at the bottom of my garden doing this call with you. Then I've got quite an interesting day of lots of different things so that will flow in and out of of kids and home and work um flexibility so to do all the things that I want to do so last weekend I was away um on the coast on a business retreat that I organized with three business friends and so I've got the flexibility to say yeah I'm going to go off and do that and then I'm going to have a really kind of pretty quiet Monday to catch up because it was quite a lot um it was fantastic but it was quite a lot to kind of process um, so the flexibility to do all the things that I want to do. Um, and the last one is fun. Like if, like I said before, if you are not having fun, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, why the hell are you doing it? Because I tell you what, if, you, if you're not having fun and you're working for yourself, you might as well go and work for somebody and get a salary every month and get all the benefits that, you know, um, that come with, with being employed. So I guess to somebody listening to this, if you are sitting there thinking, oh, either I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing or I feel like giving up or I don't, I don't, I don't know, is it worth it? Try and think, try and explore what is your magic? What are you going to get from that? And it will be different for everybody. So my children are teenagers, but they still need me. They don't need me like little kids do, but they need me in a different way. And when I can snatch time with them, I want that. I want to be able to be present for them. 
um, not all the time, obviously, but like I just want to be around for them. So the magic for me is that I get to see the more of them rather than coming in at 6, 6.30, making dinner, falling asleep on the sofa and I haven't seen them. I get to see more of them during the week, get to have that time with them. So that's magical for me because honestly, they grow up and they'll have left home and I've it's gone. And I know if, if anybody's listening and they've got young kids, they think, God, that feels like a really long time away. I honestly thought that too. And honestly, now they're the young, my youngest is just about to turn 14. Um, and the rest of them are like adults. So it's, you know, it's just gone in a flash. So, um, you know, for anybody listening, just reconnect in with what, what, what did you want to start this for? What are you getting from it? What's the, what's the joy? What's the magic? What's the kickback? And think about, And even if you think about, even if you haven't got any at the moment, even if you think, oh, I'm not feeling the magic at the moment, what's Laura talking about? I'm not feeling the magic. Think about when you did feel, like what was that moment when something happened, when you signed a client or you sold a product or, you know, you started working with somebody and you saw a result in them and you felt amazing. Think about that feeling and then think about how you can replicate that. Mm. Think about how you can get back to that because that's why you did it. And what's really interesting for me, Renee, is as I've gone on, like I basically started my business because I wanted those things for myself you know I wanted to be flexible and you know have freedom etc and then what I've realized is as, gone, as I've gone through is the the joy that I get from helping other women to see that they could do the same thing for themselves is almost greater than the joy I have for myself if that makes sense mm. so for me, that's why coaching is really, and I, I describe myself as a mentor, like coaching mentor, is win-win, right? Because I get to live the life that I really want, but I also get to inspire other women to live the life that they really want. Yeah, it's very powerful, isn't it? Because it's that impact you're creating and you're getting to witness other people transform and, you know, live out their dream reality as well. And it's just, it yeah. fills your cup up, doesn't it? It's it's a very special thing to be a part of. and. I love what you shared there in, you know, anchoring back into your why and the the magic of why you wanted that business in the first place, because it really is the thing that does help you keep going through those moments where you start questioning things. Because I do feel it's quite normal when you run a business to question things and particularly in the early stages, um, you know, you're still finding your feet, you're still finding your groove, you're still working things out. It's a very trial and error kind of stage of business. I'd love to know for people that are in that stage where they're wanting to create something, but they haven't had their epiphany yet. You know, they haven't had their moment where they're like, I know what I want to do. I'm going to go create this. What do you suggest for them? Because I know that that is, you know, somewhat a large part of the clients that you work with in helping them with their, their dreams and, you know, creating the strategy and the, helping them with their mindset to go through that stage. So what do you, I guess, what is your advice to that person? Because I know that we don't always have those epiphany moments. Sometimes we just know that we want to work for ourselves or we don't want the job that we're in and we don't really know what our next steps are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd I'd reassure people that the listeners that when I had my epiphany about working for myself, I didn't really know what that was going to look like. I knew it was going to be broadly in the in the sphere of what I what I did in 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 my professional in my corporate life, which is learning and development and coaching. But I didn't quite know, 
you know, was I was I still going to stay very much in the corporate world and be like a kind of a freelance consultant or, you know, what would that look like? And actually, the joy for me is working. I do still do corporate work on a on a sporadic basis, like on a like a I'll facilitate um, leadership development training sessions and stuff like that. But for me, the joy is working with women to help them to do what they want to do. So I guess if you think, oh, I really want to work for myself, but I just don't know what I would do, I would get a big piece of paper out. It depends how your brain works, but get a big piece of paper out and start writing down all the things that you can do. Now think about all the things that you're good at, all the skills that you've got, all the experiences you've had. Think about all the different jobs that you've had. Think about all the bits that you liked. So, like I say, if you there's no point in creating a business where you're going to spend time doing something you really dislike. So think about, okay, so you know, like once you start getting all this down, because we tend to we tend to find in life, this is what the school system does. And this is not a criticism, it's just how it is. You know, when you're at school, certainly this is how it works in the UK. You know, you start doing when you do your GCSEs, which is what you do at 16, you do like nine subjects. You know, including your core, your English, maths, and your science, whatever. Then you go to A level for two years, which is three subjects, and then you go you go to a degree if you if you carry on to one subject. So all you're doing there is narrowing. You're funneling down, funneling down, funneling down into one thing that you're good at, one thing that you're passionate about, and that's great because obviously you can't study everything on earth. But what that kind of suggests is that you're only good at one thing, and you're not. You're good at loads of things and you know loads of things. And you could turn your your is it turn your hands, turn your head? I've got the same. But you could you could you could adapt and learn something new. So it could be that when you're making that, you know, when you're brainstorming about all the things that you have done that you're qualified in, that you're experienced in, qualified is an interesting one actually. I say that because often we hold ourselves back because we say, I couldn't possibly do that because I don't have a qualification in that. Now, I'm not suggesting that you just randomly go out and try and do things that need a qualification, but often that qualification thing is our imposter syndrome saying you can't do that because you haven't got a piece of paper that says you can do that. But there might be things that you think, oh, I've always wanted, like I'm really passionate about, and I don't know why I always use yoga as an example, I'm really passionate about yoga. I really, you know, why can't you then train, you know, why can't you when you're thinking about what you want to do retraining your evenings and weekends so that you start to build that transition into what you want to do there will be something that you're passionate about whether it's a hobby um you know a piece of knowledge there'll be there'll be something in you that you've been suppressing that actually you're really really passionate about and that you'd like to explore that's what i would encourage you to kind of hone in on mm, i love that it's funny I think we can sometimes know what we're passionate about too, because it's a thing we won't shut up about. You know, it's the thing we're always yeah. researching or we love reading about, or, you know, we know what that is. And other times I found with some of my clients is discovering their passion has also been almost uncovering what are the things that really annoy you? What are the things that aggravate you? And it might be. Yes, that's a great one. Yes. It might be like for a client of mine, um, you know, she was trying to discover what it is that she's wanting to create for herself, knowing that she doesn't want to be in the job she's in, wants to work for herself, trying to figure it all out. And, you know, through obviously coaching with her, we uncovered that she has this real passion 
for helping troubled youth because she gets frustrated with the system and that there's no support for people and, you know, da-da-da-da. And through her frustration and anger for the situation, it actually under all of that is her passion of what she wants to help and the difference she wants to make and what she wants to create. So it's always so fascinating, you know, the ways in which we can uncover what it is that we are wanting to create in the world, isn't it? And sometimes too, I think it also comes back to our childhood. Like what are the things you loved and enjoyed when you were a kid? Well, two things. One, I'm writing a book and my book comes out in March and the book's interesting. Interestingly, I always wanted to write a book right from when I was a little girl. Wanted to write a book, wanted to write a book. Then I'm, I'm not very, I can't write fiction. I just can't write fiction. I'm not, I don't have a creative mind like that for fiction. But I always wanted to write a book. So I, I kind of dismissed it because I can't write fiction. Probably could if I really put, if I really tried, but I was like, you know, oh, I can't do that. And then, you know, in my business, it came back to me. Oh, you know, you want to write that book. The book isn't fiction, it's nonfiction. So sometimes the thing that you think that you, so my my book is based on, how I could, how I can help women to get out there and create that dream business, right? So sometimes the thing, the thing that you want to do may not be in exactly the same guise as you thought. Do you see what I mean? So it wasn't a fiction book, it was non-fiction. But it's interesting you say about childhood because that's one of the things that I say in the book. Think back to what you wanted to do when you were a child. It's not to say that you want the same thing now, but thinking back to what you wanted to be when you were, or do when you were a child gets you into that thought process where as children you dream without any barrier so mm-hmm. you you dream so I've got this little piece of paper written it's, it's up in my bedroom where my son said when he was seven mummy when I grow up I want to be an anaconda right so obviously he wasn't going to be an anaconda when he grew up but I didn't tell him that did I I just went oh you're so cute and uh, he'll kill me for saying that but um, <laughs> because he's just about to turn 14 we don't tell children they can't do that. So when they say they want to be a ballerina, a racing driver, an astronaut, a vet, a, a, um, an Olympic athlete, we don't say, oh, you'll never do that. We say that's amazing. And we encourage them. And then when they become 18, 17, 18, we say, come on, get real and get out into the world. And it's such a shame. So I would encourage um, your listeners to get back in tune with what they wanted when they were younger and it may not be the same, but there may be an element of it. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted a bookshop that had a bakery in it, had it like that sold, had it well, a cafe, because I love to bake. And you know, you never know. Maybe that, maybe that I'll come around to that again later in my life. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating one, you know, the child perspective of it, because as we're kids, you know, we we aren't as conditioned as we are as adults. And so we have mm. that that space where we can imagine and and, you know, think up all these amazing things like being an anaconda. <laughs> um, but it is tuning back into what it is that you loved and enjoyed as a kid and even just incorporating some of that back into your everyday life. You know, it doesn't have to be business focused. It can just simply be like, what did you enjoy as a kid? Bring that back into your life because yes. adding that joy back into your life, getting back to your true happy self will actually help you you know, take the steps you need to in business. It'll help you open up more to the possibilities of the things that you can create. And, you know, I'm just big on, you know, making sure that we're doing things to bring us joy. And, you know, on my calendar, I have 
the top heading of it is focus on joy. It's like bring in joy any way that you possibly can and in particular with business. And I love that that's always been a focus of this conversation. Like you've mentioned it yourself. Like if you're not having fun in doing what you're doing, then what are you doing? You know, we need to make sure that we're having fun and enjoying the things that we're doing and life's just far too short. And I think if anything with COVID and all the things that we've experienced in the world the last couple of years, I think it's really put an emphasis on just how short life is and how we just need to make the most of it and do the things that we love. And if we've got this niggle to go out and create something, then damn well go out there and create it, girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I also think as well that certainly, I don't know what it's like in Australia, but certainly in the UK, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear mongering about, you know, we've got a bit of an energy crisis, the economic climate, are we going to go into a recession, interest rates on mortgages and stuff. There's a lot going on. And if you kind of dial into that, you can feel really overwhelmed. But if there's something that you're really passionate about, that you really find joy in, then start that as that kind of, it's an overused phrase, but that side hustle, start something on the side that brings you that joy now. And maybe that's maybe that's the way to bring in some extra income until, you know, maybe the maybe the the economy settles down or whatever. But you, do you see what I mean? Like, so people go, "Oh my God, what are you talking about? There's so much going on in the world. Like, how could you think about setting up your own business? Well, why can't you do the thing? I call myself the Dream Transition Mentor because I don't want you to jump into it. I want you to take your time and think about what you want to do. So you can you start building that." now while you have the security of a stable income Mm. and then you you know you work out how to transition fully into that but yeah definitely about joy I mean what I used to dread Sunday nights because I was like oh another week you know I don't I never have that I'm you know I'm talking to you on a Monday morning what a great start to the week I mean what was better than that it's just fantastic Mm. I love that you shared there about starting a side hustle because That's the thing. We don't have to leave our safety net of a secure job to go down the path of having a business. You can have the two. And, you know, when you feel comfortable and ready to take that leap of faith, that's when you can take it. I mean, you yourself shared that, you know, you had your business on the side for a year before you left your job. And, you know, you can do that you know you don't there's no one right rule there's no one way in which you can do something you've got to do what is is best for you and what's comfortable for you and I know for me I was the same I had my business for a solid year year and a half before I left my nine to five as well because I just wanted to make sure I had everything running you know things were at that point where I felt ready and comfortable still is you know a scary leap to make to leave a secure income and Mine too was after COVID hit. So it was a scary time to go, I'm going to go do now, see you. Um, But, you know, that's where you've got the beauty of, you know, having that side hustle and something you can set up on the side. And it's almost a way to, I think, to to trial things out and to test the waters before you make the big one. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So I'd love for you to share, I guess, a little bit about the academy in which you have have created because I know that for listeners who are listening along, they're probably like, oh, I love the sound of everything that um, you're sharing here. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about the academy and 
what it offers for people. So the Dream Life Academy is a mindset coaching program and community all in one. So over the years, I've run group programs and I've really enjoyed them. And you get that real sense of um, kind of community and camaraderie amongst the people on the um, who are taking part. But then it finishes and then you don't always know what happens after. And I kind of missed that bit. I was like, oh, that's the bit that I really like. That's the bit I've always enjoyed in my career is watching people grow and develop and blossom and just become the best version of themselves. And so um, when you join the Dream Life Academy, you come in and you do a six week mindset coaching program, which takes you through my dream transition method. So it's getting you to really dig deep down into, okay, what you know, what is this dream? Why do you want it? What's the magic? How much do you want it? Like how much are you prepared to put into it? And I don't mean financially, I mean, energetically, motivationally, um, attitudinally, like, you know, what are you prepared to put into it? Like, what will you gain? How, how will that be for you? What will your life be like when you've actually transitioned into it? It's, it's a way for you to actually break down and really dig into all of that, um, all of that kind of mindset piece together. This is the building block of a really confident mindset, which will ensure that when you have the ups and downs, you come back up again. Because it doesn't matter if you have, it doesn't matter that you have downs, is that you get back up again. So you do six weeks of mindset coaching, um, the, the coaching work, and then you stay in the community. So you're in the community anyway, you're in the Facebook group, but then you stay in it. And then I run monthly um group coaching sessions so you can then come and talk to me um in the monthly sessions about how you're getting on how it's feeling what's working what's not working what you might need support with but also of course you have the you have the group with other members in there so those other members will be at different stages to you which is is the joy of it because then you can seek advice support counsel recommendations you know a bit of uh, morale a morale boost if you need it but you will you will help those people they will help you but you're all in it together so like I said I'm in a community like that and it's so brilliant because you get such a wide range of opinion and experience and um just just a different view it's wonderful mm. and then you're in it you're always in it so you just stay in the group so then you can use the group as much or as little as you want to but it's always there for you I love that you've created that and what an amazing space for people to come into. And and like you said, they get that opportunity to stay and be supported and, you know, have people around them that are like-minded that they might not have in their normal day-to-day lives. So I love that. Yep. So for the listener who's listening along and they're like, okay, I need to know more. Where can our listeners find and connect with you? So definitely find me on Instagram. I'm the dream transition mentor um my page is very pink so you'll know when you find me um or look at my website uh lauracruise.com cruise as in the cruise ship but um i'm sure you'll put the links in i absolutely will pop all the links in the show notes so you can easily go ahead and click on them in there so thank you so much for coming on the podcast today i have loved speaking with you and all the juiciness that we talked about today oh it's been so nice renee really good to speak to you Lovely. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so grateful for you and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into this episode. If you love today's episode, then don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. 